0: Welcome in and thanks for joining us. This is WTOP reporter Nick Ionelli, and my guest today is Ken Weinstein, the Undersecretary for Intelligence and Analysis at the Department of Homeland Security. We're going to talk about the September 11th anniversary this month. So Ken, you now work for the Department of Homeland Security, and that department came about as a result of the 9-11 attacks. So at that time, what was your position in the government?
1: Actually, on 9-11, I was what was called the Director of the Executive Office for U.S. Attorneys, and I was at Justice, actually. And when the, the moment that the first plane hit on 9-11, I was actually meeting with the Deputy Attorney General, Larry Thompson, and left the meeting not knowing anything about the, the attack and got downstairs, saw the first plane had hit, and then um, soon thereafter saw the second plane hit and then knew, obviously, at that point that we were under attack and um then, from that moment on, throughout the rest of that day, well into the next day, uh it was all a matter of coordinating the response, first, both you know getting my people out of maine justice because at that time there was concern that the mall might be targeted um and uh and then once we got our people out of the that area, then coming back and meeting with the d o j leadership and starting to undertake the beginnings of the investigation and the response to the attacks.
0: What was it like after the attacks? Was it chaotic? Was it maybe a little frightening? Can you explain what it was like as you worked to respond to what had just happened? Could you even get your mind around it after it happened?
1: The thing about 9-11 is I think it showed us that we had kind of let our guard down. And, uh, you know, historically we had prevailed in the Cold War and we no longer had the Soviet adversary and we had the peace dividend and we were um, not as focused as we should be on this building threat that was Al-Qaeda. And we allowed Al-Qaeda to build to the point that it was unable to strike us and kill 3,000 of our countrymen. And so I think the first, first realization um, to those of us who were in the government was that uh, we had not thought of the unthinkable. You know, we had not considered the possibility of suicidal, you know, crazed murderers using airplanes to kill our countrymen. And, um, you know, once we realized that we had not sufficiently prepared and prevented that kind of threat, uh, we all sort of joined arms and undertook to prevent that from ever happening again.
0: And let's talk about how the Department of Homeland Security was ultimately formed
1: after 9-11 there was a realization that we hadn't connected the dots and that's the the phrase that's used um hadn't connected the various dots of intelligence that would have alerted us to the fact of the 9-11 plot and the reason we didn't connect those dots really is because we didn't share them those dots were actually in different agencies within the U.S. government but they weren't shared sufficiently to see that how those dots Created a pattern and created a picture of this threat that was coming on 9/11. So the first, really, the first uh, challenge post 9/11 was to build a structure that made sure that a we were collecting those dots. So we built up our um, our intelligence collection capability, but also to build up the information sharing processes at all levels of government to make sure that everybody who was involved in counterterrorism. Everybody who could, uh, you know, play a role in preventing the next 9-11 was armed with the information they needed to do that. And so you saw post 9-11 a whole host of different initiatives and organizations that were focused on information sharing and coordination within the government. You know, there's the National Counterterrorism Center. There is the Director of National Intelligence who was that came online to coordinate the whole intelligence community. And there was DHS, Department of Homeland Security. And uh, its job was to consolidate a lot of the Homeland Security components and functions within the federal government in one department, but also to be the sort of the, take point on creating partnerships with all levels of government, state, local, territorial, tribal, um, and then also foreign to make sure that we're all working together and sharing information or the information that we needed and that we all needed jointly to anticipate and then prevent the next 9-11 attack. And so the post-9-11 era saw the advent of all these different organizations, including DHS. And I think the success of those organizations is... Um, sort of evidenced by the fact there wasn't another 9-11. And we obviously have had terrorist attacks, but I think there was, um, you know, history will show that the federal government was, and, and its state and local partners, actually did a pretty good job of beefing up the information sharing and coordination that was needed to prevent the next 9-11 attack.
0: Uh, since 2001, it, it hasn't been just luck that something like 9-11 hasn't happened, right? It's It was an active... Uh, information gathering mission, and also uh, just lessons learned that helped prevent future attacks, right?
1: It's impossible to say what attacks would have happened, but for the actions of our different levels of government. But I think if you look at the number of terrorist plots that were hatched, but then were foiled, because we had the ability, A, to detect them, B, to get you know, people on them and then see to take them down before they actually launch the attack. You have to assume that um, that the changes post 9-11 went a long way to preventing further 9-11 type attacks.
0: And is that an everyday thing? I mean, the the average American civilian probably wouldn't think about that, but is that happening every day uh, among the homeland security officials uh, looking for these uh, potential plots, looking for information?
1: Yeah, that's the lesson of 9-11. Lesson 9-11 is we have to keep our guard up, maintain our vigilance 24-7, and we have to keep an eye out for any indications of the hatching of a terrorist plot so that we can then take the action that's necessary to prevent that from becoming a real attack. And you have people from doing that day in and day out, from the CIA and our foreign counterparts overseas, to the federal authorities, the whole range of federal homeland and national security agencies and departments, to the 800 and some thousand state and local partners who are out there on the streets of our country, helping to investigate and run down indications of terrorist plots. And that's the lesson of 9-11, that we need that vigilance on a constant basis because we have some committed adversaries who are willing to sacrifice themselves and sacrifice the lives of innocent people to make a, a statement. And so it's critical that we get to them before they're able to launch their attacks.
0: Generally speaking, are you able to say where the majority of threats are coming from now?
1: Well, it's interesting. Um, Just to give you a little context, you know, I was in the law enforcement and national security space up until I left government in 2009, inauguration day of 2009. And then I just stepped back into government just two months ago. So it's been interesting to see how the threat has changed. And the current threat picture is different from what the the terrorism threat picture was um, back in the 2000s when I was involved in the post 9-11 effort. And now you have not only do you have the international terrorism threat that of course loomed large at 9/11 and in the aftermath of 9/11 with Al Qaeda and ISIS and the like, but you also have a domestic terrorism and domestic violence extremism threat that's uh, more serious than it was then. You have the you know the nation states uh, taking actions against us, China and Russia taking actions against us and our national security and uh, to an extent that they weren't before. You've got cyber threats, which of course have expanded exponentially with the technological advances in the cyberspace. Uh, So the the threat has evolved quite a bit, Um, but what has remained constant is the sort of the toolkit that we need in government to meet those threats, which is constant vigilance, making sure that we have the the intelligence capability to identify threats, analyze threat information, and then provide actual intelligence to the folks on the street who will prevent those threats from becoming real
0: attacks. Would you say that when you look back, the government did a quote-unquote good job? Uh, Can you just give me your general opinion and your general outlook on how the government responded?
1: I'll give a two-stage answer here. First, I'll answer how the government responded generally, and then I'll answer about DHS specifically. History will look back on the post 9-11 era and certainly see that you know there are mistakes and missteps no question. I mean counterterrorism is run by human beings and human beings are flawed and so therefore that effort is inherently flawed because we're flawed people but um, the, the post 9-11 effort um, I think was successful in knitting together all the different elements of our government from the federal to the state and local, territorial and tribal, knitting them together in the common cause of protecting our homeland security. And I think if you look at all the different innovations in government, the new organizations, the new types of information sharing, frankly, the new relationships and better relationships that we have with our state and local partners today, than we maybe we would have had 20 years ago or 25 years ago. Uh, I think you can see that a lot of progress has been made. Now, I'll uh, just respond on DHS. Um, when you look at the creation of DHS, you have to recognize how monumental a change that was. Um, bringing you know over 20 different governmental organizations and putting them all into one, creating a new department. And that's just a huge logistical, organizational, cultural challenge um, to do that. And I got to give DHS a tremendous amount of credit for and the people at DHS that they have stepped up over the last almost 20 years now and forged an identity as a new department with all these different components working working pretty well together. And that's one thing. One function I have here with my office is we are the office that sort of oversees the coordination of all the intelligence work within DHS. And I've been very impressed with how the components have all worked together in the sort of common effort to ensure that the department is being a key and collaborative partner in the whole government intelligence enterprise, that government being state, local, and federal.
0: You mentioned that information sharing was one of the key takeaways for uh, Homeland Security officials after the 9-11 attacks. Can you explain that? Can you explain a, you know, what, what was wrong with the lack of information sharing? Why was that a problem?
1: There are a variety of reasons why the information sharing practices pre-9-11 were inadequate. Um, for instance, there were rules that prevented certain types of information sharing from being shared between the intelligence community and the law enforcement community, as an example. Um, there was, you know, there are sort of cultural differences that sort of prevented um, collaboration between different parts of our government. There were also, there was also insufficient sharing of national security information from the federal government down to the state and local police departments and sheriffs departments around the country and you know these were each sort of information sharing weaknesses of their own but what they all together they created a system where the different parties who were all involved and all critical to our ability to protect against terrorism were not talking to, to each other and not sharing information 911 the lesson of nine eleven was exactly that, that we didn't work well enough together. And so post 9-11, you had from the president down to the mayor of the smallest town in the United States committing to get, have their people work closely with every level of government to make sure that 9-11 never happened again. And that was sort of the clarion call of 9-11, that we all needed to work together better. And what you've seen since 9-11 is the creation of relationships and processes that better ensure that when one party in the Homeland Security apparatus comes into information or learns information that's relevant to the threat against the United States, that information is much more likely to be shared now across the board than it was 20 some years ago. And that's a great improvement. But I'll tell you, that's a, that's a challenge that's an undertaking that we gotta constantly keep at, because information sharing is only as good as um, you know the people who are working at it, and we're you know it's a constant challenge to make sure that we have those processes in place that ensure that everybody, as I said, from a police chief out in you know rural Kansas to the CIA uh, chief of station overseas to the FBI supervisor, to the DHS intel analyst, that they have access to information they need to do their jobs.
0: Let's talk about the 9-11 anniversary. Uh, Within the Homeland Security Department, what does the 9-11 anniversary mean exactly? Uh, Can you explain what happens there and some of the feelings that exist around there?
1: 9-11 has special meaning to everybody in the Department of Homeland Security. Um, The Department of Homeland Security came into existence in large part because of 9-11, because uh, 9-11 demonstrated the need to put in one place all the parts of the federal government that were focused on Homeland Security. And every time we have an anniversary of that tragic date, it's a reminder to us of how important it is that we do our jobs as well as they can possibly be done and that we work closely with our partners throughout the United States. There's no question that our country has some divisions and that we're going through a difficult time in terms of divisiveness uh, politically. I don't think that necessarily translates, however, to the people who are in the trenches doing Homeland Security work day in and day out, because the people that I see around us are focused on one thing and one thing only, which is preventing the next threat against our homeland. And when you have that commitment in mind, the rallying cry is protect our country, protect our democracy. And it doesn't matter what your politics are, doesn't matter what party you are, all you care about is doing your job to protect the American people. And so in some ways, that's almost the best antidote to the divisiveness that you see out there these days.
0: Well, that's very well said. Ken Weinstein, thank you so much. He is the Undersecretary for Intelligence and Analysis at the Department of Homeland Security. Thank you for taking the time.
1: Take care, Ned. Bye-bye.